everyone, and welcome to Friday, January 12th. 2024 Iowa Republican Caucuses Preview Edition of On Iowa Politics. On the podcast this week, ah, come on now, you know what's on the podcast this week. All right, hello everyone, I'm Aaron Murphy, the Des Moines Bureau Chief for the Gazette in Cedar Rapids. With me this week, we got the full roster, we're ready for the caucuses and everyone's here to bring it to you. We have Gazette Deputy Bureau Chief Tom Barton, who's running on a short night's rest after the CNN debate. Tom, how you doing? The Tuesday yet? <laughs> well, well said. Lead Des Moines Bureau Chief Caleb McCullough is checking in from on-site at the Renewable Fuels Summit. Caleb? Aaron, how's it going? I'll be uh, heading over to the craps tables just after this at Perry Meadows. <laughs> nice. I don't know how to play craps, actually, so... Well, that probably won't go very well for you then, but good luck nonetheless. Sarah Watson of the Quad City Times is with us. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Aaron. Jared McNett of the Sioux City Journal is back with us. We missed you last week, Jared. Good to have you back. Aaron, I, I just want the emails to stop. Please, <laughs> please make this make them stop. I, I can't take it. We're almost there, buddy. We're almost there. And well, finally, we have Gazette columnist Todd Dorman here. Hello, Todd. Hello. I'm, uh, I'm out by the... Uh... DeSantis dumpster fire, looking for some looking for some warmth. Toasting a, a couple marshmallows. Get that warmth in a place we can have it uh, these days, right? <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, let's get straight to it, folks. We are finally on the doorstep. We are here. The 2024 Iowa Republican caucuses are Monday night. So we're throwing structure out the window on the podcast this week. Let's just have a good half hour's worth of freewheeling caucus talk. What's going to happen? Will the weather impact turnouts? Will I make it to Tuesday without having a nervous breakdown? Uh, so many questions uh, unanswered. Um, like I said, I want as little structure here as possible. But Todd, I do want you to kick it off for us. So um, what's maybe one thing you're watching for when the results roll in Monday night? Uh, or do you have one big unanswered question on your mind? Is this like a Lucy Van Pelt thing, kicking the football where you pull it away and I fly into the air? And I, I make uh, no promises. Uh, well, I guess, you know, the the big thing that everybody knows to look for is if anybody comes closer to Trump than what the polls are indicating. Uh, I mean, the polls indicate that he's going to win uh, hugely, as you might say, but uh you know, are those wrong at all? Are there going to be some late deciders who, you know, make a different choice? Will Ron DeSantis, you know, all of his Iowa campaigning, will that end up paying off in the end? Or or will he do, uh, you know, have an embarrassing, embarrassingly low finish, which is also embarrassing for the top Iowa Republicans, including the governor that stuck their neck out endorsing him. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if, if you don't, if you don't see Kim Reynolds giving a lot of national interviews Monday night, you'll know something's gone wrong. <laughs> she doesn't want to answer the about the the DeSantis debacle if that if that's what shakes up. But yeah, the weather will be interesting. Yeah, I'm also wondering uh, if you know how many uh, board Democrats and others will go to the Republican caucuses to to uh, have a little more high stakes excitement like Caleb will at the craps table soon. So, uh, yeah, those are the things that I'm kind of thinking about going into Monday. All right. We're off and rolling. Anybody else? What, 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 what are y'all watching for? Uh, what's, what, what's, what's the unanswered questions on you guys' minds? Well, after yesterday, I'm really curious what Chris Christie's, um, exit from the race does, because even though he hasn't been 
campaigning here at all, he is still taking three or 4% in polls. Um, if all of those, or even, you know, most of those people end up going to Nikki Haley, which seems like the natural kind of second choice for those people as like the most anti-Trump and anti-Trumpist Republicans in the party, um, you know, that, that, that could be enough to close, you know, the gap. I mean, there, there isn't barely even a gap between, between Haley and DeSantis right now. Polling is, you know, between two or three points, some of them they're tied. So that could be a really, that could be really interesting to see if that, you know, ticks her over the edge to get second place. And that would be um, very bad for DeSantis and, and uh, a good uh, bump for her going into New Hampshire. Does anyone know if there's going to be an, a last Iowa poll before Monday? So uh, I will say they are um, the, the register folks, the Iowa poll, Iowa poll folks are uh, notoriously tight lipped about that. They don't um, advertise until like right before. But historically, there has been one uh, close to the caucuses. And I would assume this is just me making an assumption. No intel here. Um, I would assume given their partnership with NBC News uh, gives them a little more resources uh, behind that. And that I would think that they would want to have one more poll right before the caucuses. So my, my gut tells me there will be one this weekend, but that is literally just my, you know, my educated guess. I, I don't have any insight there. But will it get spiked like what happened in 2020 uh, just before uh, the caucuses? Uh, yep. The, uh, the well, well, it was the, they, I can't, it was candidates that was a Pete Buttigieg that like didn't appear on some of the ballots or, or, or on some of the surveys. If I remember correctly, it was Buttigieg related. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That was wild. Um, something I've been thinking about as it relates to weather, um, you know, there's been coverage of Trump having really strong support with first time caucus goers. And if the weather is the worst case scenario statewide, if you're someone who's thinking about caucusing for the first time this cycle, that's that's not insignificant. That's a big reason to not want to get out and even bother with with going and caucusing. Yeah, yeah. I think, sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, um, Jared kind of um, stole my thing as well. You know, the big question on caucus night is going to be what turnout is going to be like um, when you're looking at um you know um what what are they saying like 30 below um wind chill you know with, minus with... 16 here okay but I, I, I so you know with 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 the wind gusts and the wind chill you know it is going to be bitterly bitterly cold um and so you know that's gonna keep a lot of people at home um and you know if you're the trump campaign focusing on turning out first-time caucus goers you know people who don't traditionally participate in the Republican uh, caucuses, you know, um, you know how how um, you know uh, strong is 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 their commitment going to be um, to want to come out um, to to caucus for Trump with conditions like that? Um, you know, Trump and his campaign have built um, a more robust uh, ground game and organizational effort in Iowa. You know, um, they've they've done a lot to recruit um, precinct captains and caucus captains um, and, and working to, to turn people out. Um, but, yeah, when 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 you're reaching out again to those people who haven't been politically active and plugged into, um, you know, Iowa Republican politics, um, you know, are are they going to are they going to have that initiative to, yeah, to, to go out? And, you know, does that benefit Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley's campaigns, or, you know, are they going to see the same type of effect? Um, and, and is that just going to kind of 
um, you know, spread just itself depressed, out, spread itself each out other, cancel right. each other out. Right. When when Trump, you know, right now, according to the polling, um, you know, has such a, a commanding lead. The other thing that I'm going to be um, interested in and in, in looking closely at is which way do independents break? Um, you know, Nikki Haley and her campaign and, and her surrogates, you know, have been um, talking about and they mentioned this um, last night in the spin room after the debate saying that um, that they're hearing a lot of independents and even Democrats um, who are thinking about changing their voter registration on Monday to caucus for Haley. Um, you know, it'll inter be interesting to see if that actually pans out, plays out, and if that um, is able to, uh, you know, kind of catapult her past DeSantis um, and, and put her in uh, second place. Um, you know, we've said over and over again, the Iowa caucuses, it's about, um, it's an expectations game, right? It's about outperforming expectations. And so, you know, as we've said over and over, you know, will DeSantis be able to, um, you know, outperform the polling? Um, you know, does Haley's momentum, um, you know, is, 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 is that real? Does that, continue you know does she kind of get that bump um and and have a wider path going forward going into new hampshire going into to south carolina um and and again depending on what happens on caucus night you know is what happens to the desantis campaign is he done um you know he'll probably continue on to, to new hampshire but you know um you know, is 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 the shelf life of his campaign, you know, how how long is that going to be? Yeah, Tom, for that reason, I'm definitely curious to see how well Haley does, because other than well, actually, I think even more than Trump, she's the one that would benefit most from a really strong finish here because of how well positioned she is in New Hampshire. And we've talked before, like DeSantis really, really needs to probably win if he wants to, like, keep this going. Yeah, I, I mean, also that's, that's good, sir. Oh, I was just going to say, going back to the weather, I think it'll really depend on how strongly people feel about their candidate, if they're going to come out, if they, you know, some people are just really, really for Trump. Some people are really, really for Vivek Ramaswamy. And some, you know, I, you know, and maybe some people are really for Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley, but I think it'll really depend on like in people's enthusiasm for the candidate in addition to knowing the ropes and like wanting to be in a new situation as well. I've heard this said more in the last couple of weeks and granted it has been the, the instances that I'm remembering are his uh, opponent, DeSantis' opponent, but it is, you know, an interesting question of like, if DeSantis doesn't do well here, if he gets, if he gets third behind Nikki Haley, does he even make it to New Hampshire? Does he drop out after Iowa if he doesn't get the finish he wants? Um, I, you know, it doesn't look like he has any shot of beating Nikki Haley in New Hampshire if he doesn't, especially with the new well year. So, I mean, it's a really interesting case to see, you know, how quickly this could become a, a two-person race. If, yeah, just, if, just, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you're Haley, you would want DeSantis to hang around for as long as possible, considering how many DeSantis people would probably go right to Trump. Yeah. I mean, DeSantis is a, is a really, really distant third, according to the polling averages in New Hampshire. And, new Hampshire, yeah. and Haley is really just 11 points down, which is a lot, but still it's not like Iowa where they're, he's in the, Trump's in the fifties and they're in the teens. So yeah, if Haley did better than expected, that might boost her in New Hampshire. And then, you know, from there, it could be interesting, but uh, yeah, there in the past, there's been predictions of one party or the other sort of going into the other caucus that, 
that really hasn't happened. But I mean, maybe this is the year that that might happen, considering the, you know, the Democrats are, they don't have, I mean, it's fun to, you know, elect county delegates and argue about the platform. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's, and they've got they've got big options to think about down the line, like Dean Phillips or Marianne right. Williamson. Yeah, they've got they got their mail in ballots coming, and can't sacrifice they, a shot at that. What are they going to do? So, yeah, it, uh, that might happen this time, but yeah, and then to that, Todd, though, if that was going to happen, that's another place where the weather comes back into play. I think, right? Like if if, if maybe there were some independents or even Democratic leading folks who were thinking to themselves. The, the Democratic caucus is a snoozer this year. Maybe I'll go caucus for Nikki Haley on the Nikki Haley on the Republican side. Uh, if it's ten below and snowing, it feels like those are the first people who are going to decide to stay home. I also think. Well, I mean, this is this is getting a few steps down the line, but it's it's an interesting decision as a Democrat to to caucus for if you if you were to caucus for Nikki Haley because I mean, if your main goal is to prevent a Republican from being president, she probably has a better chance of, of beating Biden than both Trump and DeSantis, right? So, I mean, if, if your main goal is trying to stop Trump from being president, then, then that makes sense. But yeah, it's an interesting choice. You just don't understand the 3D chess at play here. Right? <laughs> right. And remember, there's there's no bad weather. There's only bad clothes. I mean, that's the thing. That's what the campaign should be emphasizing that, you know, wear layers, uh, put up, you know, some kitty litter in your trunk in case you get stuck. I mean, it's... <laughs> if- it's there's a lot of, you know, they've been doing the commit to caucus and how to caucus. It's like how to get to caucus without dying of, 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 of fright, without freezing to death. I if heard if, so if many. The- sorry, I was just going to say in, in the spin room uh, last night after the debate, I heard so many references from DeSantis supporters to Frozen and saying that the cold never bothered me or I've never actually <laughs> seen. I've never seen Frozen, but I mean, it was something along those lines yeah like, that that's right that's the line the cold that's the never line bothered oh me my anyway. yeah cold never bothered me anyway i heard that so many times last night yeah this could Audible be a big groan. boost for uh, elsa's campaign i think she's you know <laughs> she was way behind and and now i mean i think this may give her new life if if the person ahead of you in line uh freezes to death and drops their uh ballot form pick it up and move forward <laughs> stay in line don't leave <laughs> leave me just get there and vote for trump um so so let's break some news here on the uh on iowa politics podcast uh speaking Ooh. of polls um and uh it, this isn't the iowa poll but uh the iowa state university civics poll which has been running monthly since how uh, when was the first one like september october somewhere around there um anyways they had they just checked in with their last one and and it's nothing shocking and 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 no big movement once again um 55 for donald trump um and then Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis both at 14%, which is actually a drop for both of those of, of a few points compared to the previous poll. So um, again, we've said this so many times from, from, from since freaking March um, and this discussion that the, 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 the polls and the field and the support has been what it is. And it, it's, uh, I think we may actually have to start believing <laughs> these things and that the Occam's razor is is in effect here well and along those lines um something I'm thinking about if Trump does win by a historic margin for a competitive caucus that's kind of sort of the end of the old line of thinking about the Iowa caucuses being all about retail politics 
Trump Trump has had a good ground game in Iowa this cycle, but he hasn't really been doing retail politics. He's been doing a handful of big events around the state, and that's been about it. And he could still finish 10 or more points ahead of folks who have done hundreds of events all around the state for months and months at this point. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And 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 in fairness, I don't I don't know if Donald Trump is capable of doing retail politics. And I don't mean that Donald Trump yeah. person is 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 logistically. I, I just mean, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Logistically, like he's he's just so uh, he draws so much attention everywhere he goes from folks that that, that I don't even think that's possible. But 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 the point stands, uh, Jared. Um, and and um, that's something that Tom and I uh, sort of explored a, a little bit in in the story we wrote for last weekend's paper about the the evolution of the caucuses. And it's it's not about sitting in a living room and and talking with your neighbors anymore. It's about getting out to these big town halls and and rallies and 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 yeah trump has blown that completely out of the water yeah but to that point and and we address this um uh or i address this in in our reporting and uh the article from last sunday that aaron talked about um trump is just such a unique figure that i don't think that the focus on retail politics will absolutely go away i think that you'll see a return um, in the next election cycle, because you're not going to have a Donald Trump. You're not going to have, you know, that type of figure that, you know, commands such uh, media attention, you know, and has such a universal persona and brand that so many people are are familiar with. Um, and, and, and again, I, you can even make the argument that, you know, look, you know, as much as you know, Trump is going to be a headline um, Monday night um, in, in how things shake out with the Iowa caucuses, you know, just as equal uh, and important of a headline is who comes in second and who comes in third, um, whether that's Haley or DeSantis, um, you know, that's all going to be because of their focus on retail politics and in their ground game and organization in Iowa um, and, and turning people out. Um, so I think retail politics is still going to be uh, important um, and probably it's just not as important this cycle. I think it'll be more important, um, you know, going forward um, once we get beyond Trump. Well, I think and I will say these... Trump. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just oh. going to say, and Trump has been doing a little bit more retail politics, like he'll have a big event and then he'll go to like a restaurant and uh, talk with some supporters like at a restaurant and uh and do some, you know, kind of shake hands, kiss the baby, things like that for a small group of people alongside these big events, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he really did too much of in 2016. I don't, I don't you're, think you're, he did any of that in 2016. He, he, didn't, he didn't do any of that in, in 2016. Um, and, and to your point, he has done more events in Iowa this cycle, and they have been smaller events um, and he's spread them out across the state, um, whereas in 2016, he was focused mainly on the large population centers um, in Iowa, right? Your Sioux cities, your Des Moines, um, uh, your, 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 your quad cities. Um, whereas I, I, this go around, you know, he's, he's getting out to smaller communities in Iowa. You know, he's, he was in a, uh, he's been in Ottumwa. He's uh, been in... Um, uh, now the 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 name of the community is escaping me, but anyway, um, you know he's he's doing smaller events. I mean, yes, he's he's still getting um, you know several hundred, you know maybe a, a thousand, two thousand people, 
Um, yeah, um, Clear Lake, it, it, he's going to Atlantic in, in this last one, which Atlantic right. may set the Trump record for the smallest population center he's uh, done an event at. Well, and there was there was a lot of talk about this exact subject, whether the retail was dead uh, after the 2000 caucuses when George W. Bush came in. And ran like an incumbent president. I mean, he had the he had the Texas Rangers playing Secret Service. They had big events. He didn't do a ton of retail. He did a few restaurant walkthroughs and stuff like that. But it was they spent big money, had a big campaign, and so it's like, well, can a you know a little campaign win again? Well, then Mike Huckabee won the caucuses, and then yeah. and then uh, uh, Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum won the caucuses. So yeah, I think I think. Uh, you know, Tom's right. This is a unique circumstance. There's no one out there like Trump, really. And uh, and that's, you know, so maybe next time around, although if he loses, he'll, he'll probably run again if he's still alive. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean he, he absolutely, if he's able to and he doesn't win this cycle, why would he not run again? What? Just keep running. Well, he loves to run. He loves to have rallies and ramble for an hour and a half. So what better way to do if- that? That would be really, I mean, I just wonder if that would be enough for the argument of he can't win, he can't win in the general election to like get across and and like get enough Republicans to move away from him. It would be very interesting if that would happen. Jared says no. No. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's it's worth noting that at least as of now on his schedule, the last event that he has scheduled before the caucuses is going to be in our part of the state in Cherokee, Iowa. So he's going to Make sure to hit Northwest Iowa, which he'll really need uh, one more time before caucus night. Which is a repeat of 2016, I believe. Wasn't Sioux City the last one um, before the before the election? I, I, man, I, I, I'm going to – when someone else starts talking here, I'm going to Google uh, that and fact check myself. But Well, that I'm not sure about, but Saturday night, uh, which I'm going to be covering, he's going to be in Sioux City itself. He's going to be doing another event um at the orpheum theater which he did last time he was here a few months ago and then yeah sunday uh afternoon he's going to be in uh in cherokee iowa so really making sure that uh desantis in particular doesn't steal from him in uh, northwest iowa with the evangelical voters going yeah. back to desantis i'm I, i'm curious what everybody else thinks about if uh, i know uh steve is it steve holt he like changed his endorsement from DeSantis steve holt. to to uh uh ramaswamy um (laughs) he uh do do you guys think that that may be a wider trend among desantis supporters like is that gonna hurt desantis going in or is that just you know one lawmaker i I would be careful about drawing too much out of that that this really i'm and i'm not saying there's not something happening some kind of movement happening but with this example specifically um this is a very specific issue that Vivek Ramaswamy uh, glommed onto in in the carbon uh, pipeline and eminent domain. And and that's an issue that Representative Holt is very, very passionate about. He led the bill that the House passed um, that the Senate Republicans didn't take up last year. So I I really think this is very simple and very narrow. Now, there's rumors and talks about DeSantis' support weakening uh, in different places and that I, I honestly don't know whether that's happening but in, but but I don't think we can look at the Holt defection and draw any broader conclusions out of that one. Speaking of uh, endorsements though another thing that I'm going to be paying attention to and just looking at is um, if Trump does win by historic margin for a competitive caucus 
you can fully wave goodbye to endorsements having any kind of importance at all. And I know on our podcast, we've already made the case plenty that they don't matter much, but Trump beating someone who has the endorsement of the largest political figure in the state right. and the largest Christian evangelical figure in the state would sort of solidify the position, I think, that endorsements are, do not amount to much. Yeah, we already knew that, but now in the future, every time that gets asked, we will say, no, for example, look Check at the tape. Kim Reynolds' endorsement of, Donald, of uh, Ron DeSantis in, in 2023. Yeah, it, when, not, not, now we have the biggest receipt ever in that discussion. When- when you when you when you're a kingmaker going after the king, you better not miss. I guess is kind of the the moral of that story. Maybe they're not kingmakers after all, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty remarkable. You know, it's like Matt Winchittle and all all sorts of Republicans endorsed DeSantis, and uh, it just it it didn't seem to matter to the rank and file. I mean, and some of Trump's you know a good chunk of Trump supporters are political are are not you know political insiders who even know who these legislative leaders are i mean they're they like trump because of of trump and so the endorsements don't that that whole thing may not make that much sense to a lot of those voters it's like yeah i like kim reynolds and i like donald trump and i mean that's just the way they look at it yeah and and to this um whole thing what's uh, i'm glad you brought it up jared because what's also going to be interesting to me moving forward is, is, is if Donald Trump is the nominee, what that general election campaign looks like here in Iowa and, and how much Kim Reynolds talks about the Republican nominee for president and how she talks about it. now Iowa's not going to be a competitive state. So she's off the hook in that sense. Um, well, and you know. also, I mean, there have been people that have had uh, worse beefs with president Trump and still ended up supporting him in one form or fashion after the uh, fact. Hey, that's true too. Yeah, it'll be his if he wins big, his his victory speech will be probably fairly interesting as far as what he might say about the mm-hmm. about the folks who who didn't stay loyal to him, which yep. he, we all know how he hates that. Yep. All right. What what else did, do we I think we kind of touched on this. Um do we think if there is a weather issue and there's and turnout is low, does that benefit any one of the candidates over the other? And I don't mean to suggest, like, you know, assuming what's going to happen is going to happen. It's not going to all of a sudden Ron DeSantis is going to upset Donald Trump because of the weather. But maybe it affects DeSantis versus Haley. I mean, I, do we have any inkling over if it's a, a lower turnout, if that benefits any of these three over the others? I think I think DeSantis has some pretty dedicated supporters. Um, I don't know if it's the um, like all of those people who are, you know, responding um, in polls about him. But I think that a lot of people that come out to his events um, seem like the more politically plugged in voters compared to people at Trump's events. And even even Nikki Haley's events, it's maybe the more moderate, the, the person who's less interested in kind of the day-to-day um, political news stuff. Um, so in that regard, you know, that could help the stand a bit. But also, obviously, Trump supporters are very enthusiastic and very energetic it's just do they have the the plan to caucus nowhere to go and you know are going to commit to doing it so yeah i'm not sure if that's going to be a noticeable effect but it's an interesting thought no sign yeah i mean i i've definitely gotten the same too from covering the different events at the the trump events it's a little less specific in terms of policy things they like and more just trump overall versus it like a desantis or haley event people at least the ones that i've talked to all anecdotal of course um, are at the ready with things, specific kinds of things to point to. 
I had somebody ask me last night, we were, I covered a Ben Carson event and somebody asked me, so do you think uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is going to get a bump because uh, all of his supporters are young people that are going to brace the cold, like be, be okay with the cold? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I think it really matters more how committed they are to, to the candidate and um, if they're going to get out. Also, I don't know, young people may have less reliable transportation or, or cars, you know, it's, I don't know. It's funny you, know. you you mentioned uh, young people, Sarah, because I was just looking back at the uh, 2024 uh, Iowa Youth Straw Poll, and uh, the results for that were uh, Trump 36%, Haley 10%, uh, DeSantis six percent and Ramaswamy four percent. So he's not not the choice of the youths, at least when that poll was conducted. Oh dang! Well, you'd you'd figure that the that people who are supporting candidates that are not supposed to beat Trump will be the main ones that know they have they have to show up in order for something good to happen for their candidate. The Trump people may be the ones that are like, yeah, it's it's colder than hell. I. You know, he's going to win big. The polls show him way ahead. Maybe we don't have, maybe we can stay home and watch. I don't know. I guess there's an NFL playoff game on Monday. Is that, <laughs> they could, they could stay home and watch that. But yeah, something, something along those lines. I don't, I don't know if DeSantis or any of his candidates have gotten, I mean, does he have like, like a, uh, Rhonda Snomus or something like a plow, a named plow that he can, kind of go around and pick up oh, Mr. people. Plow, that's my name. That name again <laughs> is Mr. Plow. <laughs> Something like that, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry to, to, to steer away from that one, but I, I, I so rarely feel good about myself and my memory that I have to share this immediately. I was right. Sioux City was the final pre-caucus day stop in, in, in 2016. He did two events that day in Council Bluffs and Sioux City. And then on caucus day, he did uh, rallies in, in Waterloo and Cedar Rapids and finished um, in, in Des Moines. So, um, yay me. He just All likes right. visiting here. Yeah, well, and it obviously makes sense, you know, uh, to, to, to finish strong in, in Western Iowa in, in, a, in any kind of Republican primary. All right, we, we should wrap it up here pretty soon. Any final thoughts that anybody has? Uh, famous last words going in. I, 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 I think we're all in agreement about what's going to happen and what's actually at stake here it, it, anything that we missed or famous last words before monday night wool socks <laughs> right all right keep, uh, keep, keep your car running outside yeah. the caucus and yeah you don't have to stay quite as long as the democrats used to you got to stay for a little bit is there is you know is there anything within the uh reporting systems that the republicans are using that could be problematic i mean they're doing sort of a live action on i mean you can embed yeah, it. yeah i mean it seems like it seems like there might be you know they're using an app also in addition to phone right i mean why would you ever yeah. use an app ever again i know <laughs> after right? the democrats I had, and I, had, <laughs> I had i had that thought when i was on that conference call with the republican party is oh where have i heard this before and 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 how did that go i i, I honestly don't you know just um, on how the, the whole thing was described to us. Um, it's, it's just basically a web-based reporting system. So you can do it through an app on, or on your phone or on a tablet or just through a browser. Um, I, 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 I guess it, it's tough to say, I, you know, I, I don't remember thinking, well, that sounds awful. Uh, that That's going to crash clearly. It, it, it's just, it's tough. You, you never know. It's, it's tough to see those things coming, I guess. I can't, I can't remember the name of the company that they contracted with, but it's a, 
The shadow <laughs> app was 2020. Yeah, yeah. shadow was the Democrat but the, one. The the company that the Republicans have contracted with is fairly small. So that was one other thing that I'm like, oh well, yeah. I hope they I hope they know what they're doing. And the other line that went off was developed for the caucuses, which fine is I guess what you want, but you know that means it hasn't been out there operating in the world before. This is uh, brand new and and being used for at that scale for the very first time. So yeah, well, anything that's going to draw the the amount of web hits and things that right that people, I mean, it, it you know you just hope that they've got the bandwidth to right handle all that because we no- we would hate to not know until you know two weeks from two weeks from Monday who who won like 2012. Well, and that gets to, I, I can't remember who the quote was from, but the, the person who said uh, um, they're talking about the caucuses and talking to a state party chairman. And they said, the only thing you have to pray for is a big margin, because if there's a big margin and little things go wrong, nobody cares. <laughs> it's when yeah, it's close. And, and that may be that the all case. of a sudden I mean, that matters. May, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yep, it'll be interesting. Just I'm thought I'd throw late night together. Just thought I'd throw that out there in case it happens, and be like, "Oh, Todd, yeah, thanks for the good he's, vibes, he's, uh, Todd. He's, we appreciate Todd is that. prescient. Why? You know, that's yeah. thanks, thanks, no. I'm not predicting that into the universe. Uh, I'm not we, predicting it'll go bad, but as, as we reporters appreciate that. They should, you know. I think the best way to do it is like Abe Lincoln. You know, just put the numbers on like a coal shovel and you know send that out. I mean. It's just something as low tech as possible. Uh, paper ballots, paper, paper ballots yeah. only. Parchment Aaron, ballots with 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 uh, feather pens. Aaron, one last thing I'm looking for is uh, to see if any um, foreign reporters this cycle have Iowa being in Colorado again, like uh, <laughs> happened uh, in 2020. <laughs> it's funny we haven't heard any complaints about not having almond oh, milk God. or anything this cycle. It's, oh, that! I guess oh, everybody's. No. I guess oh, everybody's okay, finding no. their finding their grocery needs. I, uh, <laughs> Republicans uh, don't drink a lot of almond milk, I bet. Anyway, but but reporters, you know. That oh, iconic! I can't believe I forgot about that until now. Thank you so much. And God. all the un, undeveloped land, <laughs> you know, yeah. where, where where we grow, you know, oh, cro- crops. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic! Just marvelous. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, clearly we've exhausted the um a discussion here we're, we're back to talking about almond milk again so we'll let you <laughs> we'll let you go uh it, it's gonna be interesting uh folks stay with us watch all our coverage um in the days leading up to um and obviously on caucus night and and if you missed it we, had, we got a great caucus guide put together especially if you're a newbie uh to this i don't know why you're listening to us if you're a newbie but god bless you and welcome um and we have a very handy caucus guide that uh published in uh, last weekend's papers as well so so find that online um and and come back here next week and we're gonna have a lot to talk about again obviously that'll do it though for this edition of on iowa politics if you're not already please subscribe to us wherever you find your podcast and you can also catch us each week on your preferred gazette or lee newspaper website and now that you've listened to the on iowa politics podcast make sure you're also subscribed to the on iowa politics newsletter where every morning in your inbox you'll receive all the latest politics and government coverage from our team you can subscribe to that free newsletter at the gazette's website thegazette.com and lastly don't forget that the work of everyone you heard here today can be found on the page and websites of the quad city times muscatine journal cedar rapids gazette waterloo cedar falls courier mason city globe gazette house of bluffs daily nonpareil and the Sioux City Journal. Porch Builder will play us out this week and straight into the caucuses. 
If you know an Iowa band or musician who should be featured on the podcast, please send us a sound file. For Tom Barton, Caleb McCullough, Sarah Watson, Jared McNett, Todd Dorman, and our producer, Stephen Colbert, I'm Aaron Murphy, and you can find me on Twitter at at AaronDMU26890376. Thanks for listening.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.